welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris catches up and sits down with Ryan Fogler of Brushwork Decorators, based down in Ipswich, Suffolk. They discuss customers that are awkward and the ones with expectations beyond their budget. This episode is sponsored by Angie Leeds, Answer Force, Breakthrough Academy, and Company Cam. Hi guys, welcome back to another Bobcast. I hope you're all safe and well and returning back to work, albeit safely. Now this will be the last of the weekly podcasts that I've been releasing during lockdown. It's mainly due to work schedule as it's picking up through the busy external season. So to prevent yourself missing out on future episodes, hit that subscribe button. Now back to this week's show where I catch up with Ryan Folger of Brushworks Decorators based down in Suffolk. You know the drill, get a brew, pop your earphones and give it a listen. Also, go and give Ryan a follow, the links are in the show notes. And as always, I'd appreciate your feedback. You can reach out to us on social or WhatsApp us on 07 9025 Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators, with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. Right, on this episode, we have Ryan Folger of Brushworks Decorators. Evening, Ryan. Evening. How are you? I'm good, thanks you. Yeah, not too bad. So, who who do we have in the Folger household to start things off? I've got my Mrs. Gemma and three kids. Three? Three. You like your work, don't you? I do. (laughs) Two's enough for me. (laughs) Yeah, three, that's, that's it now, no more. How old are they? Uh, 12, 9 and 7. Yeah, not far from my man of 12 and 6. Have, when you said no more, have you made sure it's no more? Yeah, no more. Yeah, yeah same as me. Permanent. <laughs> <laughs> what was it someone said to me? Mucky dishwater? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so how, how did you get into this business then of decorating? Where, where did you start? At school, that was, uh, what was it, year nine, where you have to do your work experience. I went into the room, looked on the board, thought, I'm not doing any of that crap. So I knew someone in my family who did decorating, so I phoned him up. He said, yeah, come along. Went along for did the two weeks, and then did sort of every school holiday after that. And then when I left school, had a week off and then went straight into it. Well, you when you say year nine, you must be what I call one at new generation because I know it as um, probably a lot of old listeners know it as 
infants juniors and comprehensive school <laughs> yeah no that was infants primary and high school yeah when i was around but because uh, we we was i'm, a, I'm assuming another one old ones and low when you'd say work experience it we used to have a thing called trident where you went for three weeks hence the trident no no this was two weeks you could go in a shop what like where i went on a site or yeah it sounds like the same thing but like I say, ours was three weeks i think i went and worked in a kitchen as a waiter yeah <laughs> yeah i wanted to be a chef originally when i left school so that's why i started there so when you left school did you go straight into it and get a job straight in or straight in with the same firm yeah that i did the work experience for and sort of went through college did that stayed with them for a year or two then left and did a few bits here and there and then the recession hit work dried up so just did whatever to bring the money in and when i started picking up went back into it and been at it ever since so did, did you still see the the firm you used to work for then did, was it amicable when you left were they okay because some some get a bit shitty about it don't they they were shitty um <laughs> and they were quite a, there was there was six of us but we was turning out a load of good work yeah and then all of us left and they've gone to sort of pot now they're still running but nowhere near as what they were do, do you want to give him a shout out or no <laughs> no <laughs> So, so, the time of day. so, so, like nipping back to the when you said the recession it and you know work dried up. Was that probably been your worst bit in business so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was nothing around. They weren't building houses. People were losing jobs, so they weren't having any work done. That was it. Was a bad time. Yeah. I think I think it was a bad for a lot. I mean, I've I've said it before on podcasts. I was week to week. Uh, luckily, I've not been in it long enough or old enough to remember recession before that. No. Uh, I, well, I do and I don't. I remember my dad struggling, uh, but my dad's white collar worker. Uh, mm. You know, I remember my mum and dad struggling and interest rates increasing, but. He went, my dad went in building trades, a construction trade. So I, I never knew it from that side. I was at school and just remember it and just think, I mean, at the time you're unaware, aren't you? When all, when all you're doing is school and no more, you've just left school and paying 20 quid a week board. You know, mm. you, you, you don't know what's what, but yeah, it, it, it me pretty bad this time round, you know, week to week, managed to scrape. When I say it me bad, week to week, managed to scrape. So survive better than some. Uh, but whether we've got another one coming, I think it's anyone's guess, isn't it? You reckon I personally think within the next sort of five to ten years, we'll have another one come. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just because if, I, if people are prepared and battened out, Atcher's ready, uh, isn't it? <laughs> wait, I heard I was, there was something on the radio the other week, because obviously the last one was due to housing. They reckon this one's going to be due to car phone then. Oh, I've heard something about that before it was on. I mean, I, I listened to radio for a good year, but it was about radio too. And it says, there's that many people now got cars and whatever on PCP because they want to keep up with Joneses. They're paying, they did, they did a, like a similarity test where people are paying 
it was something stupid like 16 grand for a Ford Focus because it were on PCP or one of these many forms of it where you could go out and buy the same car with a bank loan for 12 grand. Yeah. You know, and it's, you see all these new cars, you think, are people really affording them or are they all on Never Never? They, they, they must be. Yeah. There's very few who have got the cash to go out and buy them, have they? I, I get it from business point of view because you can offset it, and I get yeah. it if you can afford to change it every three years. But I've, I've known people get one, and they've got to end it three years, and they're stuck in a trap. Yeah. They either give it back and go back to having an old car, or they take finance out on it for another five years to pay off the balloon payment. So you've got a car that's eight years old. Somebody pretty close to home to us has done it at the moment. They've got one. Three years, it's had its first three years, first MOT. Now they've got to start paying for tyres, MOT, servicing, on top of monthly payment. And you think, ain't such a great deal now, is it? If you no, can afford not. to swap it every three years, you're all right. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's, that's the plan. If you can do that, you're all right. So obviously, obviously that was your lowest point. What's been your highest point since then? Oh, I don't, I think one of the highest was, I got asked to spray the Winston Churchill room at Westminster. Nice. So, nice and that gig. was a, that was a nice gig. Yeah. A bit of a nightmare job with security checks and Twins. road closures. And the, is is that anywhere near Lincoln's Inn? Or is that a totally different place? I've I've, I've worked down London early nineties, and it's to me, it's it's just a maze. I mean, we, that's literally just sort of diagonally across from Westminster. Yeah. So. Uh, not a bad job. Not a bad job if you can get no. it. I bet them walls could tell you some stories. To be honest, <laughs> they're all acoustic panels, so they're all new, yeah. new age. The oldest thing on there was a ceiling. What the hell? So, nice job. Yeah. Is, is that when you realised you'd made it? Or have you had something that's sort of pumped you up even more than that? I still don't think I have. Yeah. I know it sounds, and I don't know when that time will come, but that will just come one time, and I'll know <laughs> know it at the time. This is <clears throat> this this. Funny enough, it don't it don't sound mad. Anything this come up on a podcast that haven't been released yet that me and the decorator were chatting about. It depends on your perception of made it. Because yeah. I, I think I've made it. I mean, I mean, yeah. I wish I could pay my mortgage off. But I think I work 40 hours a week, a job I don't hate. I won't say I always enjoy it, but it's very rare I hate it. I've got a comfortable lifestyle. I've got a family, 40 hours a week. I think, what more could you ask for? Apart from sat twiddling your thumbs, winning lottery. Yeah. But I think even then I'd still want to work. I think that sounds crazy, but... No, I've, I've had people laugh at me. I reckon if you want lottery... I mean, you'll look all big winners at Michael Carroll. Can you remember him? Oh, he's yeah. broke now, isn't he? Yeah, and then there was a, a young lass that did. She, she's broke. I think sometimes money can bring us, and people might laugh at me at this when they hear this, money can bring as many troubles as it cures. Mm. And I think, I, think, you... I think that's why footballers get in trouble, because now you're, you're working and you're chasing a pipe dream. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to do this, do that. I might be able to get myself a brand new van. You're a footballer or you want lottery, you're going to get fed up of going out and you'll look at this Bentley and think, 
and you've got no bigger or brasher and you go in 24 carat plated gold, you're not chasing anything. And I think the only way they get the kicks now is be shagging about with cheap, <laughs> cheap women or something because it's the only kicks they can get because they're not chasing yeah. anything. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. Because you're always chasing the next high, aren't you? Like, yeah. yeah. What's next? I've heard it on a few podcasts. There's one I listen to, uh, Stories in Business, and he, he, he simulates it to, you think, I only, I'm earning five grand if I only earn 10 grand. But when you get to 10 grand, if I only earn 20 grand. Yeah, you, depends just, how much you think. Yeah, depends how much you're chasing it and what, you, what your threshold is of what you're happy is and what you made it. Mm. It's, uh, I, th- I think it's an important discussion on what people's perception of making it is. You know, if you think I've made it just because I work for myself and I'm my own boss, good on you. You've made it. You know, it's everyone to their own. If if you want to have twenty blokes work for you, you know, it's 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 what you see is what it is, sort of thing. So and then everything everything you do brings added stress, doesn't it? If you take on loads of blokes, that's all added stress. <laughs> Again, yeah, another discussion I had. I my my personal perception is if you've got blokes working for you and you want to be off the brushes. I think you need eight eight plus blokes to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you've got any less, what you're earning off them, you're losing running about, sorting it out, babysitting, putting fires out. I think I used to have three or four work for me about 15 years, I think. Ago. We used to do house bashing. That was bad enough. You know, and I just think, I don't want to go back to that. I'm quite happy just doing me 40 hours. Yeah. So... So obviously, I can see you're a fair bit younger than me. <laughs> so just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five, ten years? I would like to say less time on the tools, but I can't see myself doing that. What through through choice or because you'll always want to be on the tools? Because I always want to be on the tools. I, you always dream of not being on the tools, but then when you sort of you have a week off. You can't wait to get back on it. So, yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to know of any decorator that don't get itchy feet towards end of an holiday, whether you're yeah. away on holiday or whether you're off for a couple of weeks at Christmas and you start getting itchy feet and you sat there or you laid there at side at pulley and thinking, right, it's Thursday. I'm back at work on Monday. But Mrs. Jones is doing that. And you're planning it out in your head already before you even get there. You are. I don't... I that can't to me is I've ever given that. That to me is a sign that you enjoy your job. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do anything else. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd a friend of mine. I'm actually out for a curry uh, and some drinks with him tomorrow night. He's a tyler, and he, I said something about podcasts. He says, "I can't believe you grow after work and talk about work." He yeah. says, "I go home, take all my shit off. Can't believe we're talking about work. I've had enough." Ass. And it's something I read in a book. I says. Well, obviously, you've got a job you can't stand then, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. You've got to love what you do, otherwise yeah. you'll just hate it. Yeah, because you, you can't escape it. You spend most of your life bloody doing it. Yeah. So, so if, if you're starting out again, going back maybe 10 years, however, you said recession, so I'm guessing 10 years a bit prior to that, what advice would you give you to the young Ryan starting out? Oh, invest in good equipment. That is, I now have the philosophy where 
buy the best you can afford. Yeah. Don't buy the cheapest, buy the best because it will last you. Yeah. That's, and especially think... now, it's changed from when I was started because now you've got all this dustless sanding and I'd say buy a dustless sander because it will save you time, your health and save you money. I, th- I think that's probably been the biggest game changer in our industry in years. Yeah. By far. <laughs> Not the cheapest, but once you buy it, you'll never regret buying it. I think it's one of them, once you buy it, you think, how have I managed without this? I think most people I know that have bought it, you can make your money back. It's a, it's a big outlay, but you mm. can probably make your money back what you've spent on it in your first month in labour save. Oh, yeah. Whether, whether it's labour saving sanding or roofing up at end of job. Well, like you all know, like we used to have to pole sand walls and ceilings down. <laughs> and that was, that was backbreaking work. Dusty well, and... I, I was talking to an old boy today. We've been, we've been and uh, taped and filled some ceilings with putting blown vinyl on tomorrow. And this old boy has had, has had an art operation. He used, he used to do suspended ceilings. His neck and his back have had it. They were doing suspended ceilings. A young, young lad was corking up round COVID. And I was on about when I served my apprenticeship with local council. And they wouldn't even buy cork when I served my apprenticeship 30 years ago. You had, you had to do three or four houses. It was powdered filler, tetrion, yeah, mixed up, and you had to ground. You're literally corking up with powdered filler in your finger, and you'd have red yeah. raw fingers. And I says, when we got pole sanders, we thought we had luxury. When you got a pole sander, and how many times did it used to flip at head and piss you off? Oh, <laughs> all the time. All the games out the wall when you'd have to do more yeah, filling. <laughs> we, we, we thought we had luxury of pole sanders, but look at it now. I, I can't remember how Dad, I'm on Fez tool now, but prior to that, I was uh, Deros, and prior to that, I was Seros. So mm. I can't even remember how long ago it was I went dustless. But I think one of my one of my Fez tools went in for a repair about two years ago, and I had a week without it. And I was like, Jesus, this is hard work. You don't yeah. realize how lazy we've got. Yeah, you know, you I totally agree. But plow your fill saves so much time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you have, do you have the filler rule that's like Fight Club? Always, always mix way more filler than what you need. <laughs> oh, that is. You'll never guess the right amount. We we've swapped to ready mix for that reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, we only use one powdered filler, and that's the two prey wood filler. That's the only powdered one we use. Rest of it, it's ready mixed for that reason. Because I get so sick of mixing it, you'd end up with a bloody baked bean t- sized tin lump, enough to fill a tin left at end at job. And you think, Jesus, I've wasted that. Yeah, you know, you never, never gauge it right. I don't know what it is, never works. <laughs> now you'd have thought in all these years we would have been able to guess how much we need, but no. <laughs> we we still do it t- today to a degree, like because we we tint ours before we use it. But when I open tub, you can see blue filler back in top. You think, yeah, we gazed that wrong at last job because there's a right one <laughs> in top there. <laughs> so, is is there any apps or programs that you can't live without, or any tech besides dust free sanding? Oh, my joist so- quoting software can't live without that. Um. And the software to run my website. That's they're the two that I need. Do you, really. Do you sort your own website? Yep. Yeah. What well, are you on like self build or are you actually right into it and you, you do your own work? Oh no, I'm on a 
I'm on, I use wit, so, and then just design it how I want it. Yeah. I, I used to be on Wix pad and then I just outsourced it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was on I've been on Wix. Uh prior to that I was GoDaddy. Wix was the better of the two. It's a good starter. Um mm. but I just got so sick of messing about. Uh, I think I left Checker Trade if I remember right, because it was getting stupid money. Um uh, I think they were wanting to put it up about fifty quid a month. So I left Checker Trade and ploughed my money into a website and had it done properly. Um uh, I think that cost me 60 quid a month for the first year yeah. with, with designing it and hosting it. And now the hosting is probably as cheap as what I was paying for weeks. Yeah. So they, they took all the hard work out of it. And it looks, hell of, I mean, I don't know if it was me that was crap on weeks, but it looked hell of a lot better than my website did on weeks. And I seem to be getting a lot more hits on it than I did on weeks as well. But it does tend yeah, to mine don't do too week. bad. So I'm happy with it at the moment. Yeah. So, are you, are you much of a book reader? Uh, now and again, when I yeah. get time, there's a couple of books I like. Uh, the Pete Wilkinson Bath and Flawless book. Yeah. And there's a bloke, Sean Atwood. He does prison story books. Yeah. He was. He was. He turned out. Uh, what was he? A stock market bloke and then he went into ecstasy dealing in california ah and he's written all his books on sort of from the start to sort of when he got arrested and changed his life they're quite interesting read but that, that'll probably come get... up as a film next yeah <laughs> leonardo DiCaprio. he seems to be re- regular one he did wolf of wall street and that one with the uh... We're playing into with that bloke that blagged his way into a pilot's job. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember what that was called, but it seems to be the same Catch sort of roles. That's it, yeah. Same sort of roles, doesn't it? Because I, yeah. I quite like The Wolf of Wall Street. It's a pretty good film. Yeah, they're good books. Yeah. But it's uh, that that one you just mentioned uh, about the bloke that was the ecstasy stealer, that sounds a bit like that podcast I listened to and his... Uh, mentioned it earlier these stories in business i don't know if it's still going it's still out there to listen to but interviews people from there was one it did like bbc documentaries in these far-flung countries where you think oh god they could either shoot me or give me an interview yeah. and then another week is interviewing a drug cop in america and then yeah. another week it's pimlico plumbers which is biggest plumbing company in, in uk <laughs> You know, they're quite interested to everybody's different story or how they've got places sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's the best advice for selling yourself when you go to, you know, when you turn up to a job or just even online on your website? Oh. If you're meeting a customer, just be yourself. Just your knowledge will show through and nine times out of ten win you the job. Recommendations are good, and pictures. People yeah. take for granted pictures, but a lot of people buy on a picture. Yeah, if they see it on a website and it looks good. Nine times out of ten, that's what will win it for you. Do, do you find most modern customers now know the way about and they've pre-qualified you before you get to the job? Yes. Yeah, I find I find it's even bigger thing now than. They know who you are, they've followed you on Insta quietly or on mm. Facebook or wherever, and they know they're sort of vetting you because everybody wants a review. They're vetting you before you get there. 
Yes. Yeah. And that, how many do you vet back? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Do, do you throw the questions in to get the red flags and see whether they're worth working for? Yes. Yeah. You've got to because also you don't want to go and turn up to a job where you know you're not going to get it because they can't afford you or you don't want to do it. It's best to know in advance because if you go there, it's costing you money, your time. So you have to do it. And they've got expectations beyond the budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I try and gauge them on phone now, see whether they're wasting my time. You can, I think when you've been in it a few years, you can sort of guess and judge characters taking, well, it's not taking Mick, but they're expecting a bit much. You know, they think yeah. you're sat at home waiting for their phone call. But then, having said that, I've gone and looked at some, walked out and thought, there's no way they're going to have me do this. And then a week exactly, later, yeah. they, they ring you up, can you book me in? <laughs> they're the ones that shock you the most because you think, I'm never getting this in a million years. Yeah. And then they'll say, when can you start? And you think, Jesus, how did I get that? <laughs> I, think, I think that's because, I mean, every, everybody says they don't. We, we all judge people. You know, yeah, there's yeah. no getting away from it. You, you're judgmental, and we, we judge on appearances, don't we? And you think, they're not going to afford what I'm charging. Yeah. You know, it's there, but you know, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, the people are deceiving, aren't they? They are. It's surprising when you think you're not going to get a job and it comes up, and they could be some of your best customers that you work for the next 10. 15 years. Yeah, it's, it, it is a nice surprise. I, on, on my pipe, paperwork, I even put uh, a self-addressed envelope. It's, I put an envelope in with the, uh, with the label printed on it with my address. Uh, this probably comes across as awful, but they, they, pay, they pay a deposit and a job acceptance. And when I come home and pick my post up, if there's an envelope with, uh, with a label, I think, nice one, that's another job coming. You know, you know the yeah. company before you even open it because it's all the reason they send them back because they've accepted the quote and you want it doing. Uh, and especially when it's one, you know, I've only priced that one it last week and that's come back. You think, I weren't going to get that. And it drops through and you think, oh, bloody hell, I'm surprised at that. They want that doing. I think our last but one like that was about three weeks ago. It's the same when you price stuff that you don't want to do <laughs> and you price it not to get it and you get it and you have to do it. And that's, I'm that's... doing one at the moment. That sounds so wrong when people say that, but I think every decorator's guilty that I don't fancy that job. I'll stick 500 quid on it. <laughs> I'm doing it at the moment. I'm on a job. And the customer, she's, oh, she, she goes over everything. She looks at it about two mil away with a torch. And I said to myself, last time I ain't going to work for her. But I'll price this one up and think, no, I'll price it high and won't get it. And now I'm doing it. So. I had I had one, ooh, not last September, one before, and I'd gone home at night, gone back the next day, and she'd she'd used me yellow masking tape, and stuck bits up walls. She weren't happy. With. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, but when I pulled tape off, it pulled bloody paint off and all. Because oh. <laughs> it it it, it weren't like your uh, it weren't like your washi tapes. It it was right. like the proper, you know, like your replacement. Multi-purpose. Fit. Yeah, multi-purpose, your generic stuff that you'd stick on <laughs> carpet and all that. Jesus Christ, you couldn't have picked us as you made more work sticking that on. Yeah. You know, she was she was a pain, but turned around, she's one of my best customers. 
<laughs> so where, where do you see the trade heading down down Ooh. the road? I think obviously dustless sandland will be a standard. Everyone will have it. Yeah. And I think spraying will become more common, but that will bring issues with it as well, which yeah. is becoming apparent nowadays. Well, is that as in too many people have done a six-hour course, sprayed one door and six-foot spindles and think they're sprayers? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Basically, yeah. But that, that lot... There's not enough knowledge. There's Obviously, there's quite a bit of risk to spraying you can injure yourself but people don't nobody tells them about that so no you don't you don't see it posted about much do you this is the dangers you don't see many like like you do on fag packets you don't see many gruesome pictures of this what happens i think i've seen about two in five years on the internet i posted one up three or four weeks ago and that was a 10 15 minute video and the bloke he said the hose had split when he was up on a cherry picker and his instinct was just to grab it with his hand. Yeah. And it went through his hand and he literally, he knew all about it. So he went, he literally driven himself to hospital. Within 10 minutes, that was the up pain that made off. his way up his arm. And they called it just before he got to his heart. And it took him, I think, about 18 months to solve that. Oh, bloody hell. Yes, pretty gruesome. But so if, you, you can go out and buy a sprayer from Spruitic and there's no warnings or... I'm I'm sure years ago, I, don't, I might be wrong on this, but I'm sure, I mean, I've been doing it 30 years, but I'm sure years ago you used to have to have a licence to operate them. don't know if I've read that wrong or remember it wrong. It might be my old age memory. But it, it could do with something now, like say you've been trained to operate one in the health and safety, because you go on a course and they just say, don't aim it at yourself because you'll inject yourself and that's about it. Yeah. You know, that's all they learn. And I mean, the tip guard, what's it protecting the tip? <laughs> it's not protecting yeah. you, is it? That, that inch and a half of plastic ain't going to do you many favours, is it? If that happens. Well, you stick your hand on the end of that, it's still going to go through your hand, isn't it? Oh, it makes me cringe just thinking about it. <laughs> that's not nice, but that is a point that needs addressing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe some some of the companies, uh, the big companies, the spray company that Graco. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to put a down on it, but maybe it should be like fags where it has a booklet with pictures of what happens. You know, if if you're not careful with it. Yeah, definitely. So, but going back to spraying, that brings that other age old age old argument up of masking tapes. If you're using masking tape, you can't be a proper decorator because you can't cut in. <laughs> that, so if you go back sort of 15, 20 years when I first started, that was a case. Yeah. The people who couldn't cut in would use masking tape. Yeah. But nowadays, I think the opinions change. Just you use it for different things. and I think it's, a change, it's changed with majority. The majority that have that aren't knuckle scrapers, not wanting to offend anybody, the ones that are more educated, should I say, decorators. Because yeah. it's I find there's a massive gap between the ones that don't want to change and the ones that want to learn everything they can. Uh, and it's the ones that don't want to change that oh you can't paint if I could cut that in a lot better with a 
with a three-inch brush, I can do that skirting. I don't need masking tape. A bit time you've massed that room up to spray it, I could have rolled it. I saw that other day. And when I, when I served my time, it was beige tape. And the only reason we used it, because we used to put it on carpet, stop it picking fluff up, because you could just whisk yeah. it across with your brush and be lazy. And it didn't pick any fibres up off your carpet and you didn't end up with fluffy skateboards. But I think you're always going to get that brigade for the next 10 or 20 years till guys like yourself become the older generation and it's all you guys have known. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's commonplace. It is getting commonplace. And rightly so, if it speeds your job up, it's not that you can't. I mean, it's nice to go and cut lines in with a brush every now and then, but sometimes it's quicker and easier just to tape it up and straight across with a brush and take your tape up. Yeah, that is. That's... Why make your life harder? Why not just work? Yeah, work smarter, smarter harder. Yeah. Yeah. So what's on on about brushes and tapes? What have you? What is your favourite brush? You know, or paint material currently? Oh. Massive long list. Favourite paint? <laughs> yes, there is. Gorillas. Go to me. I've had an issue. Um, and Renner. Renner. I've never tr- never tried Renner yet. If you do a spray of kitchens, furniture, that is the go-to stuff, so what's, what's in my the, opinion. What's the quality and price compare that to Morel's? Uh, you sort of, for five kilos, talking 50, 60 quid of Renner, top coat. Yeah. Is, is that water-based or on PC and AC? No, that's water-based. You yeah. can get the cross linker to go with it just for an extra durability. But to be honest, it's fairly durable on its own. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a lot of moment go on about, is it Angstai? Yes. That, that seems I to be getting a, a lot, kid on lot the of block. love at the moment. Yeah. I think they're French, aren't they? I think there's a lot of love for them at the moment. I've seen a yeah. lot of people. I think it's Martin Lewis is one of the main ones and Matt at Insta Sprayers. Yes. I think they've been, but then I heard something the other day about. Uh, I think it was like a semi-filling primer from Technos. I'm sure, somebody was telling me about. Hey, that many things I can't remember who's bloody what. I'm yeah, sure it was the I'm Technos not, one that's supposed to be pretty good. I've not tried any Technos stuff. I've, I've I don't tried... like to sort of fuss around with me paints. Once I find a good system, yeah, I like to stick to it. I, I tried it about three years ago before it started getting popular. And to be fair, I'd say it was on a power ticky, if not slightly better. Um, mm. But I just didn't have the best experience with rep. <laughs> so, so much to sew, it'll be three years this April. I'm still waiting for my price list. <laughs> See, now that can put people off. If you yeah. don't get a good experience from the start, you, you're not going to want to use the product, are you? Well, to, to be fair, I think they've got different reps. Uh, but that's the problem now. You, you go to a company and they say, oh, do you use our pet? Yeah, I've tried it before. I didn't, didn't rate the experience with rep. Oh, he's not here anymore. There seems to be a quick turnover and you think, well, it doesn't do me any favours. You know, like I said, Technos, I'm still waiting for a price list. Uh, it'll be three years this April. I've just got to the point where I just don't bother chasing you. If, if you're not no. going to make an effort, I'm not going to chase you. I think, <clears throat> all due respect to reps, I've got lazy. But, yeah, that's because of our fault with social media. We know where they are and where they're available, so we don't, they don't have to come to us. We go to them now. The, the, the game's changed. 
Um, oh yeah, they, they are. They don't have to make the effort anymore. Wait for yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, but I, I still I, think they should because they still want our money. So, let's, with the market being so competitive nowadays, I think we ought to start a revolution. Take take back our trade. Yes. Viva the <laughs> Viva the revolution. <laughs> Power to the people. Power to the painters. That'd be a better one. Power to the that painters. Take, take back our trade. Get off your bums, reps, and make the blooming effort. A lot of them are crap. <laughs> they'll, they'll all be hating me now for saying that, won't they? <laughs> but then when you find a good one, you do stick with them. That's yeah. what I find. To be honest, I've got two I trust. That's about it. <laughs> mm. As, when I say trust, uh, all due respect, two that'll, if I ask them something, they'll give me an honest answer. You yeah. know, and not beat about Bush or read it off a data sheet that I can do myself. <laughs> no, that's right. We, we can all read off a data sheet. But when you yes. know the reading off a data sheet, do you think, I could have done that last night on the internet? <laughs> Save yourself some time. <laughs> so, what's, I, I know what the, your answer will be to this because you've already mentioned it, and I think 95% of the time everybody answers the same. What's been your best, best investment work-wise? My sprayers. Um, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to catch you out there, aren't you? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think everybody goes for dust free sanding. Like we said, it's the biggest game changer in years to this trade. Yeah. Especially, I just can't see why you'd want to breathe in all that crap that you don't know what's going into your lungs. That's. So the, that's the main point for me. So the big question is, Fez to a lawmaker. That, that's a silly answer question. There's only one, that's Fez to. Uh, man after my own art. I, I started with America. Uh, to be honest, I think, I think it's a bit of both. I think Fez Tool, I think the Sanders are good. The service sells it, the aftermarket service. Yes. To be honest, I've got a Fez Tool mid-eye. And my mate's Merca pisses all over it. It's just they're so bloody chunky and cumbersome to carry about. If they could mm-hmm. make that into the festool size extractor, that'd be the tit. But then I was on the job the other week and I used the Merca Dios. Sanding yeah. some door frames down. I'm I'm on, I'm on an RTS. And my friend, he's, he likes his Merca. And I picked this Dios up. Oh, man. I just didn't rate it. It was good. It sanded, but it was like it wanted. It was like have you, have you used an RO RO ninety? Yes, I own one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you know when you put on beast mode and you have to grab on with hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's what this uh, Dios was like. It was like taking you where it wanted to go, not where you was guiding it. It just took you yeah. wherever it wanted to go. And I just thought, oh, I couldn't be using this. I mean, the 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 sort of. Um, my mind's gone, you know, the old, the old, old inexperience is nice. And I like the flappy paddle on the back. Yes. You know, and it's great for that. But the actual using it itself, it, it just dragged itself up this door casing. As I thought, this is way too aggressive. You know, even when it, it's, it's like this, the sanding pattern on it's way off. You know, it doesn't have the I finesse of Festool. I don't, I, yeah, you're right. I don't think they've got, they haven't got them right yet, I don't think. 
I, I don't know if it's it's just because it's it's not right for our trade. It might be right for others because I know like the the finishers of that class and the ones that do the you know booth sprayers. They they all mm. seem to be Merca fanboys, but they but they use the air ones though, don't they? Some some do, some don't. But I think they've got a different mm. experience and they probably work better in their environment than ours. But I think for ours, I think Festool takes some beating. Oh yeah, yeah. Every day. You don't hear many breaking down now, do you? With Festool, like you do Merca, which that's one that sold it to me. Um, the... I think the only problem I've had is. I get through a fair few cables, but that's probably my poor wrapping up of them. Yeah. And the cable on my extractors, I repaired it about three weeks ago, and then prior to that, it was last April. There seems to be a weak spot where it clamps it back at extractor. Yeah. And I've, I've had to repair it. It's, it's, it's went off a repair once. It's out of warranty, so I've done it twice myself. And it's got to the point where I might buy like five, six metre of cable and just put a new cable on it now. But other other than that, it's been great. I mean, it's a ten minute job to repair it. It's just annoying yeah. more than what else. Uh, but other than that, the service on them. I've had man back for services. Oh, I've broken it myself, and t- to turn it around and flip it in three days, it's worth it's worth the money. You know, who can yeah. afford to be without a sander for three days? No, you can't. Well, I'm lucky. I've got the service centre sort of just up the road from me, so. Oh, you are lucky. If it does break, I'll just <laughs> run it up the road and say, look, I'll wait here while she fix it. Yeah. Does it do that while you wait then? I don't know, but I'll find out one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when you can get one to break. Yeah. So is, is there any takeaways you can give the listener any advice? Yeah. Um, don't get disheartened if you put a quote in and you don't get it because – when I first started, I took everything personally, but you shouldn't. Yeah, got to have a thick skin. You have. And yeah. you will develop it, but I think it's just a love for the job where you just take everything personally. You ain't going to win them all anyway, are you? I think no. they say if you're winning more than, I think it's if you're winning more than about five or six out of ten, you must be too cheap anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I aim at. Half fifty percent. If I win fifty percent, I know I'm about right somewhere. Yeah, it's just finding that happy medium, isn't it? Where you're happy, they're happy. I, I think a common one that you know I spoke to a lot of decorators about is learning to say no. I think that's one of the hardest things to learn. Yes. You know, no, I can't fit you in. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to do your job. <laughs> when you start off, you do just running around like a blue-ass fly, yeah. just trying to fit everyone in. But it doesn't get you anywhere. It actually puts you further behind. Yeah, well, I'm guilty that I used to be a workaholic. I'd do seven days a week easy in 12-hour shifts. But I think it's, it's counterproductive because if you do Monday to Sunday, I think the following Thursday, you're flagging anyway. So yeah. your weekend was counterproductive. You, you do need, and as I've got older, I've realised it, and I look at a lot of young ones and wish they'd realise it sooner or learn from old idiots like us that you do need a couple of days to let your body rest between jobs because it, it's, it's, yeah. it comes back and hits you when it's older when you're older it's shoulders go your knees go your back goes and you just think i should have paid attention years ago yeah but you don't do you just you're sort of chasing the money when you're younger aren't you yeah what... i think more more so for me it was when we used to do sight bashing we thought we were millionaires 
you yeah. know, oh, I've done this, smashed this out, this doors out with all these nine inch roller roll out doors. Or we, we we now know it as dark side. Worked on the dark yeah. side. <laughs> We've come in from the dark side now. We're on nice site, private customers. Uh, I don't miss the site work. That it's. Uh, I mean, nothing against it, and nothing against people that do it. To me now, I just class it as bomb at barrel. If I've got no yeah. else, I'll do it. And touch wood. I hadn't had to do it for a while. I went and did a barn conversion a few weeks ago, but that was a nice site, and it was it weren't like a mass production site. No. You know, but I'm saying that I've got friends that prefer it because they don't get awkward customers. They, they, no, turn, up, they turn up, do the job, bugger off home. It's got its plus points, but not many. It's it's the building site mentality I can't deal with. <laughs> yeah. It's not our trade. <laughs> yeah, it's all the others, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So, t- talking of stuff you can't be doing with, Room 101 style. Three things Ooh. you'd bin because they annoy you. Everybody struggles for a third, but probably when you've done up phone, you could come back with 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, first thing would have to be retail paint. That's That's got to go straight in the bin. Um, I'm struggling for free. I don't. <laughs> I was thinking about that before we got on, and I was. What else annoys me? That's awkward customers. Depends what your class is awkward. I, I, I imagine mm. I could be an awkward customer if we, if I did role reversal. And I know my my mum is when she's had builders in. I'd hate to work for her. And I think I'd probably end up saying every time I open my mouth, my mum comes out, and that irritates me. Uh, <laughs> she has she had builders in about five years ago, and every morning they come in, she'd make them a cup of tea, and they had to sit down for like a toolbox talk and run through everything they were doing for a day, like a site meeting with my mum. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she'd probably kill me for saying that, but no, I think I'd end up like that. I'd be an awkward customer. Picking fault. I'd be one with masking tape sticking out on walls when they've gone home. Oh, not happy with this, not happy with that. <laughs> yeah, you would. I think being in the trade, you would become an awkward customer, but. How many times you sit in a restaurant picking fault with Deco? When you're out, when you're out, on, when you're out on date night. <laughs> you just can't help it, can you? <laughs> no, I don't know any decorator that doesn't do that. So but we've got to tell you, just need to get a third. You know, I'm struggling for a third. <laughs> She'll give up on two. Like yeah, we'll ev- give up. Ev- everybody struggles on three. I'd probably struggle on three if I were put on the spot. Uh, but give me half hour, I could give you a four page list. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one? What was the one I was on about today? Something that irritates me. Oh, yeah. I hope you don't listen to this. You, you're glad it works for me. You'll send something and will send back, uh, no, nah, I'm all right, pal. I just think, oh, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find you online and social media? On Instagram, at Brushwork Decorators. Um, Facebook, the same. And the website is brushworkdex.co.uk Oh, nicely done. Nicely done. Nice segue into a link there. So, that is. Other than painting, 
and decorating, spraying. What are your other hobbies, if you have any? <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't get time for any. Obviously, just spending time with the kids, I think, is what I get time for at sort of weekends. About, about same as me, it's, it's kids. Uh, I've managed to get back into reading now because kids don't need watching 24-7. Yeah, as, as they're getting older, get back into a bit of reading. But obviously, this is a hobby now. Oops, this is a hobby now. Uh, doing these podcasts, uh, but it's still work related yet again. <laughs> it is even if you're at home, you're still doing quotes, so you never sort of fully switched off. I don't think work, work is my life, and work is my hobby. Yes. <laughs> so we're back to social media. The final one. Oh, you digging? on Insta and social media at the moment? I've got a long list. Oh, fire away. I'm, I'm sure they'll got, appreciate a shout out <laughs> if they listen. You've got Tom at Homes by Holloway. Oh, that, got, Tom, Tom's coming on when he comes back off holiday. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he uh, make me crack up that day. Archbishop of Banterbury. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tucker Decorating. Yeah, another he top Turns out some good work. Uh, you've had a mom, Devlin. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, some, yeah. Some quality in here tonight. <laughs> um, CMR decorating. There, I've only been following him sort of for a couple of weeks, but he's sort of more of a spraying. But he turns out some good work. Has he just bought the new Wagner? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's sad when he can recognise people be what either what van they drive or, or what, what tools they have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's sad. <laughs> what else have got here? Uh, Lord Hart decorating. Yeah. Along Chris, his work. Yeah, Chris is good. He's he's an actual lord, believe it or not, officially. Is he really? Yeah, that's where that comes from. But you'll, you'll hear that on the podcast because we've got one with him coming up. That's not one of these ones where you pay a fiver, is it? And... <laughs> Lord Farquhar is out now, know him. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? I've got K Spray. Yeah. Obviously, he's sort of a booth sprayer, but yeah. the work he turns out is oh, unbelievable. It's, it's, it's another level, isn't it? it? It's too good for what he does, I think. Yeah. It's like, how, how do you get to that level? In, in, I mean, yeah, it's. Ain't he, he, he a young kid? No disrespect to you, Christian, because I'm speaking to him Sunday night. <laughs> but <laughs> in the years he's been doing it, how the bloody hell do you get to that level in them, that many years? I, I could do it for 100 years and never get to that. No, exactly. But you've got to give it to him. It's, it's amazing what he turns out and I, I how think, he does it. I think the booth sprayers, <clears throat> like Christian, I think they they deserve deserve hell of a lot more respect. There's Christian, uh, Matt at Marriott and Insta sprayers, J Eds, and they must eat, sleep, and breathe it. I mean, because we we turn out cracking jobs, but when you look at theirs, you think, Jesus Christ, they must be constantly, constantly, constantly trying to up the level. And you think, how do you do it? You know what yeah, I mean? they, they must they, they must just bum in dream dream it in the sleep process process process. You know, and it's... They've definitely got it nailed down, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of respect for them, guys. So, and the last one I've got is Johnny, the happy painter. 
Oh, Johnny Data. <laughs> yes. He's a top bloke. <laughs> Always bloody happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my list. Yeah, good one. Nice one. Some top top quality decorators on there. I think most of them are. Yeah, I think I think everyone on that list is uh I think I follow them all myself. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, there's such a good community on Instagram at the moment, whether, whether it'll stay like that, but it seems to be the place I to be. I hope it does. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have a nice network on there where people, it's it's like they're all elevating themselves up the ladder, you know, up a yes. mountain. It's, this, this is what I say it should be like. You've got one in front of you pulling you up that's better than you or that's up the ladder more than you, and you're pulling the next one behind, and we're all going to the top. You know, a, it's up in your game. That's the way it should work. Yeah. It, it pushes you to up your game. Definitely. You know, and hopefully we'll all get to the top together at some point. Sounds a bit cheesy, but hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's been great to have you on. It's been interesting uh, to have another well, story. thanks for having me on. No probs. No probs, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Take it easy. Cheers, Ryan. Bye. Bye. So that's it for this week, guys. So until next time, stay safe out there. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories, whether it be the ups, downs, wins and losers. We've all been there in some shape or form, and we aren't alone. I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing, and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes. But most of all, I'd like you, the listeners, to remember this takeaway. Know your worth. Know the difference between what you're getting and what you're actually worth. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.